It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. Well, welcome to Thursday. This is game time. Your first word in sports straight up and down seven o'clock as we kick off a brand new day talking sports live and local just the way you like it as uh, as we get going here this morning. Uh, I'm just curious if today is going to be an abnormal day like it has been the last couple of days or is this going to be more of a normal day as uh, we go around the horn and check in. Good morning, Ward White. How are we? Good. Ryan? I'm good. How are you, Tom? Good. Ward, normal day? Abnormal day? Somewhere in between? Well, I, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Breaking weather information from Ward White. What do we got? Rain. No, no ice coming down, but rain is coming down at the moment. Um, and it it is above freezing. Is it really? Yeah. So, for the first time. And I don't know. Well, I'm going to tell you this morning, when I was scraping the ice off the windshield this morning, it was raining. I mean, pouring. Yeah. That was fun. (laughs) Well, I take that back. It's not above freezing. What is it, 31? 31. I thought it was 33. You know. Rain likely mixed with freezing rain before 9. Chances of rain showers throughout the day. At 70%. Highs near 38 today. So yeah. That should help everything um, that is frozen, unfreeze at the moment. 30% chance of showers before 9 p.m. tonight. Mostly cloudy. Lows down around 30 again tonight. So probably a refreeze tonight. Northwest winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tomorrow, sunny. Highs near 48 and a north wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Lows down around 29 on Friday night. How about that? Ah. Uh, I know we've had some ice, and I know we've had some uh, some some accidents. So I'm I'm not I'm just saying it could have been a lot worse. Oh, it could have been. Uh, it, it it has been north of us. Yes, and and, and south. south of us. Yeah, both. But around here, quite frankly, it's been okay. I think. I mean, we've been able to move around and and navigate and 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 if you. You know, obviously, if you didn't have to get out, you shouldn't have, and should, and still shouldn't. I don't, I don't suppose. But I was, I was thinking, hey, you know, the first couple of days of this, I was like, get up early and just creep into work. But it's, it's been drivable. Mm-hmm. You know, you obviously, you know the routine when you hit when you hit bridges and overpasses. But for the most part, it is, it's just been wet. I haven't seen a whole lot of ice, have you? I've seen a little bit, yeah. On the roadways? Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I haven't. I, you know, I, I think maybe on some of the bridges and overpasses, but. Some of the less traveled roads. Well, that's what I was, I always kind of base it off of, you know, your the, the streets in your, in your neighborhood, because those are really the less traveled roads. And I was like, if these bad boys are not iced up. I don't know about Robinson, but they're iced up here. Where? I've been oh, all over Waco. Marketplace Drive was iced up. Okay. But that's not, a, I mean, uh, okay, well. That's where I go. Yeah. 
I just I just didn't see a whole lot of ice, and I'm sure it's out there. And I know that there's been reports of stay off the streets. Yeah, I think that's probably the smart thing. Well, to it, do. it is. It's the safest thing to do, clearly. But I, I guess my only point was it could have been a lot worse. Oh, I mean, yeah. we you know it could have been to where you couldn't couldn't maneuver at all. But anyway, all right, uh, we will uh, we'll talk some sports with you. I watched the uh, the the basketball game last night. We'll get into that a little bit. RJ Achua will join us. Get his thoughts on what's going on with the Cowboys. Did you see what Jerry Jones said? To our to our buddy Calvin Watkins, who was on this program a couple of days ago. Yeah. He said, we should have drafted a quarterback. We should have been drafting a quarterback all along. No kidding. And there are those who believe you should draft a quarterback somewhere on your draft board every year. Yeah, I don't buy that. Too many other needs. Well, I, I think they're talking about down the line towards the end of your, your draft. If, if you always have some competition of some kind, always have an insurance policy. 49ers, boy, what if they don't, what if they don't draft Purdy with the last pick? Would they have been where they are or where they were this year? I don't think so. No, but they got lucky with that. I'd rather be lucky than good. Well, Daddy always said. But and they also, they also elected to. They could have done anything they wanted to with that last pick, and nobody would have thought anything about it. Oh, we're going to take a tight end with the last pick. Oh, we're you know. But they took that quarterback. Well, you take the best player on the board. That's always been my belief. Anyway, you don't draft for needs. You draft in in most cases. You take the best player on the board, and you're going to be okay. Man, I think you also have to look at what your roster looks like, don't you? Not for me. So you're I, gonna, what if you got four left tackles and, and no guards? <laughs> I, I'm taking the best player on okay. the board, period. And that's what the Cowboys used to do under Tom Landry and, and Tex Ram. They, they didn't draft. They drafted best player available. I mean, they did that a lot. Gil Brandt, Tex Ram, Coach Landry, they, that's – he did a lot of that. Uh, and I think there's probably. Yeah, and they made the playoffs how many times in a row? 17 straight, I think it was. 18. Was it 18? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's. I don't know that that will ever be done again. Not. In, I don't know about today's NFL. It's. Can't. Free agency is. Build it, tear it down, build it again. Who's the best at building it, tearing it down, and doing it again? Well, and. I, you know, a lot of times it's not tearing it down. It's just you lose them to free agency, period. Well, yeah, you can't afford to, to, to sign that second and third contract. You just don't have the money with the salary cap situation. Speaking of building a team, you may not have liked him if you were a Cowboy fan, but Bobby Beathard certainly could build a football team, and he did in Washington as the general manager. He passed away uh, yesterday at the age of 86, former Washington Redskin general manager Bobby Beathard uh, passing away at the age of 86. And he did a tremendous job building the Redskins into just a heck of a football program. But I didn't realize he was that old. He was 86 and uh, passed away yesterday. All right, uh, let's see. Here's we, we were talking about RJ coming onto the program. Uh, a couple of days ago, Babe Loffenberg, was on the Matt Mosley program. 
and he kind of talked about that offensive coordinator thing and in and in play calling and all that. It's very interesting. We'll get to that at the top of next hour. We're going to get to that around eight o'clock and get you to react to that. Uh, Bryce Cherry is going to be here. He'll also talk about last night's game uh, and the high school basketball that's rescheduled and all that stuff. We'll we'll get to Bryce a little bit later on in the program as well. And the uh, 49ers are going to move on from Jimmy G again. Are you surprised? Uh, no, not not really totally surprised. I, Ward, I realize this, it's a business. It, it really is a business. I mean, it's, uh, you know, players looking for that next big deal. Uh, teams looking for their best player. It, it, it's a business. But, man, it just feels weird the way that they've handled Jimmy G. We want you. We don't want you. Oh, we got injuries. We need you again. Oh, get out. We're, we're good to go now. We found another guy. They have bounced that dude around a little bit now. It's just, and I get it. It's a business. But it just kind of seems weird how, you know, what was it, a month ago, he was the greatest thing since sliced bread when he was, when he was helping out because they had injuries at the quarterback position and he was playing well and winning games. And now they, they're going to move on. <laughs> well, it just tells you what's surrounding the quarterback in San Francisco. I mean, Brock Purdy, as well as he played, he had a lot of help. Yes. Yeah, they, 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 had, they have weapons and they have a great defense. They have a terrific defense and they got weapons on offense. And and you say all the time, don't run it up on the curb. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of what they're doing there. Don't run it up on the curb. And they're going to get their starter back. You know, and, and they'll have Purdy back in six months, I suppose. But they're telling, you know, well, here's, here's, here's Kyle Shanahan from, uh, I believe, yesterday when asked about Jimmy G and coming back. No, I don't see any scenario of that. <laughs> That's pretty cut and dry. <laughs> no, there's no scenario. I can't imagine any way, anyhow, that Jimmy Garoppolo is a part of the 49ers. Well, part of the reason is somebody's going to come get him. He'll be a starting quarterback in this league. You think? Year. Yeah. There's 13 teams out there that need a starter. Maybe 14. <laughs> that's debatable so huh? true but that's not gonna happen <laughs> all right so we are off and running we got a lot of things to get to today it's uh 10 minutes after 7 7 10 uh we've given you the forecast if you are going to get out and about do drive carefully i believe the schools are are shut down again today so just if you don't have to get out don't you know listen to us put a movie on Mow the grass? No, you can't do that. Uh, but, you know. Can. <laughs> it'd be a tough go, wouldn't it? Wet, ice. <laughs> uh, kind of clog that mower up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, we appreciate you being with us this morning. This is Game Time. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. 
Nikki Collin, and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women on the road in Big 12 play this Saturday, headed to Ames to take on Iowa State. 4.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 5 p.m. tip-off Saturday for Baylor-Iowa State women's basketball. Join Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm for Baylor women's basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. Why is your eye twitching? Because my lashes are bothering me. Then why do you wear them? Because they look good. They do? And if you want your house to look good. But what about the ones where the people look like they've got those big, like, umbrellas on their face? We'll take umbrella lashes, too, if you need foundation repair. So give us a call. I got nothing to say. I'm still thinking about that last lady that had the wind blew her down the road. (laughs) That's where she ran into the car. (laughs) How pain turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron. I was always active. Fishing, swimming, hiking. Until his flat feet brought it all to a grinding halt. It is sharp pain shooting up your leg to your back. And the pain was just the beginning. When you're hurting, you can't move. So I ended up being a couch potato and my health declined. Fortunately, Ron had someone in his corner. My wife said, that's it. I'm going to take you to the Good Feet store. Where he was personally fitted for arch supports. I took one step. There was no back pain. I took another step. No knee pain. And after my second step, I went into my good feet dance. Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors. I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet store. See for yourself how Arch Supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254-710-888. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mexalicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with Kalea Wealth Management. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on Apple and Spotify. 
Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Game Time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service, Good Feet, and Advanced Foundation Repair. And wins that battle, hitting the runner. Caitlin Bickle now in double figures with 10 points. Inside of a minute to go, third quarter. Derek Smith on the call from the uh, Baylor Sports Network from Learfield as Baylor defeats Kansas 77-73. They, uh, they sweep that series as uh, the Bears win in, in uh, Lawrence earlier this year, and now they get the uh, 77-73 win. Uh, sparse crowd at the at the Ferrell Center, as you might suspect. <laughs> I mean, it was well. What I mean, you know, it's it's nighttime. It's it's inclement weather. Yeah, I mean, uh, but kudos to the ones that did turn out and come to the game. And you know, there was there was some there was more fans there than I thought might be there. And uh, and good to the, good to the, good for those folks to come out and be a part of the game and. And uh, the Bears win at 77-73. Nice. Any win of the Big 12 is a nice win, but a nice win for Nikki Collin. They were sluggish getting going. I don't know if you if you got to see any of the game or, or hear any of the game, but, man, oh, man, it was – for both teams, it was kind of a – it was tough sledding getting started as Baylor shot just 28% from the field in the first quarter. But, you know, in the second quarter, they, they jumped that up to – to nearly 39%, third quarter 55%, and in the fourth quarter 53%. Overall, they shot 44.6% from the field with four players in double figures. Caitlin Bickle didn't play as many minutes as she normally does, Ward. She uh, she had 24 minutes, got into some foul trouble, uh, and played 24, a little over 24 minutes, but still had 16 points and uh, six rebounds. Uh, Bella Fontleroy with 14 points. Sarah Andrews, another great night, 23 to lead the Bears. And then uh, uh, Darianna Littlepage-Bug, she had uh, a double-double with uh, 12 and 10, 12 points, 10 rebounds, and Baylor wins the game. You know, it's interesting. They got out-rebounded pretty significantly, uh, 44 to 32, but Kansas didn't take advantage of those rebounds. When you look at at fast-break points, Kansas actually had fewer fast-break points than Baylor. In second chance opportunities, they had uh, a lot more offensive rebounds than Baylor. Uh, no, they did not. I'm, I beg your pardon. That's that's incorrect. But uh, th- they did out rebound Baylor pretty significantly, forty four to thirty two. But man, they just Kansas didn't take advantage of that. And it was, I think Baylor built like an eight or nine point lead at one point. Yeah, eight points. Kansas's biggest lead was was seven. That was early in the game, but. For the most part, this game just kind of went back and forth, back and forth, and and nobody could really get that that big separation, particularly in the second half. After the game, Nikki Collin talked about the game. You know, we offensively we got better. Like we just were bad in the first quarter. Um, you know, we 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 need to play downhill with a purpose. We weren't firing threes, but then all of a sudden we're taking a bunch of mid-range jump shots and and not putting foul pressure on them. And and I thought our mistake in the second quarter was we got them in the early bonus with six minutes to go, and we didn't play downhill enough. Like we were trying to get to the paint, but we were getting leveled off. And then instead of playing through their chest, we played a way you know and and really Franklin is a unique 
player in the women's game um, because Franklin's one of those people that feel contact and, and really extend and use the glass so well. Um, but most players, when, when you get a someone leveled off, you shoot short because you're still trying to reach forward instead of the side. And so um, I just thought offensively we, we executed other than, you know, of course they jumped into the zone as soon as Caitlin went out of the game. Um, and then, you know, we looked a little messy um, against the zone. And they don't ever play zone. Like that was, you know, we were executing offensively in man and, and hitting a lot of shots. And so it was kind of a – I don't want to say a desperate move, but they were looking to, you know, change things up. And and Twin had three fouls, and I think they wanted to leave her in, and so that protects her um, as well. Um, and and you know, but ultimately we executed offensively, but we just, man, we made we made some um, we had some defensive lapses execution-wise late that we don't usually have. So the Bears win it uh, last night over the uh, over the Kansas Jayhawks. They're now six and three of the conference. They trail Texas, who's eight and two. Oklahoma and Iowa State both seven and three. Now there was Iowa State lost last night to put them at seven and three, and so now Baylor has Iowa State on Saturday, so they can they can climb right in there with Iowa State if they can get that win on Saturday. Only. Uh, let's see. I was just looking for for the uh, for the scores from last night. Uh, only Got them right here. Yeah, only one road team won last night. You surprised by that? No. The difficulty of this league sometimes it's it's about the home team, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, protect your home floor. Yeah. You're, you're going to be okay in this conference. Cowgirls beat Tech in Stillwater, as you mentioned. Iowa State loses by a by a single point in Manhattan. And then Texas ran away with West Virginia. And Texas is the only road road team to win. So, an oppor- as you point out, an opportunity for Baylor coming up on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard <laughs> – I, I thought about travel. You know how it is. And nobody cares. And no one is going to give you a break, Ward. You know that. But I think I'm, – I'm assuming because of the inclement weather that uh, – the um, the Kansas Jayhawks could not fly directly into Waco, so they had to fly into Houston, then bus to Waco, play the game. They're going to have to spend the night tonight, bus back to Houston, and then fly back to Lawrence. It uh, it's planes, trains, and automobiles sometimes in this conference, but nobody's going to give you a break, are they? Oh no, that's just they don't care what you have to do, and because you know what, it may happen to you, and it probably will happen. Probably to will, you. yeah, at some point. So. What do you make of this Baylor team right now at six and three? It, as we you know, kind of roll into that second half. No, they're just giving themselves a chance, win on their home floor, and and try to steal a couple on the road. Which you know they they've had some success on the road, so that gives them a, a little bit. But uh, they're going to have to stay stay on track. I mean, that's a big game on Saturday against Iowa State for them to be able to stay within striking distance. I I don't know that they catch Texas. Texas is a very good basketball team right now. But they certainly could sit there in that second slot. They they could be tied for second Saturday at the end of the day uh, if they can get that win. So um, I, you just take it one game at a time if you're the Baylor women right now and, and do what you do and, and not let, you know, don't st- scoreboard watch or anything else. Just protect what you got to protect and go on the road and steal one here and there. And if you do that, you just let the chips fall where they may. We've talked about Caitlin Bickle a million times. But, man, she is – 
she just brings so much to the table. And she's so good, you know, guarding a big defensively. And she's, look, she's a little undersized sometimes with some of those matchups. Again, it's because Baylor has some players that they were counting on that are not here for, for several reasons, some because of injury, some because of transfer situations. But, you know, she's playing against players that she probably wouldn't play against. But, man, she just brings so much to the table. She's kind of like the quarterback. Well, she's not kind of like. She is like the quarterback on the floor. And then, oh, by the way, she'll go out and, and score you some points and grab you some boards too. Uh, and then there's Sarah Andrews. That's the sixth time this year that she's had at least 20 points in a game. Man, that that's 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 some productive stuff right there. They're fifteen and six overall, by the way, and, and six and three in the league as they hit the halfway point. Other teams are one game beyond the halfway point, such as Texas at eight and two. So in Oklahoma and Iowa State at seven to three, but Baylor's just now reaching the halfway point at six and three. And and that's like you said, I mean, you're kind of at a point to where you're wanting to start to create some separation, the top of the conference and the bottom of the conference. And, and you're starting to see that a little bit, and you'll probably see some more as it goes along and as they work their way to the Big 12 tournament in Oklahoma City. But uh, you're right. Uh, for a lot of reasons, Saturday's a big game against Iowa State. Oh, it is. Home. Huge game. Yeah. Iowa State's ranked. Yep. You can help your RPI. Yep. I mean, there's There's a lot of factors if you can go – you can go get one there in Ames. That that'll be big. And and you're a half game back of them, so yeah. There's there's a lot of games. There's a lot of stuff coming up. So that'll be uh, that'll be on Saturday for uh, for Baylor. And uh, so Saturday we'll have Oklahoma State and TCU in Fort Worth, West Virginia and Oklahoma in Norman, Texas and Kansas in Lawrence, and Baylor on the road uh, at Iowa State in Ames. And that's you know look, it's gonna be tough going on the road. But man, you know, if you can go steal one on the road, then and put yourself at seven and three in the league as you make that turn for the second half, that would be that'd be good stuff. All right, it is seven twenty-five. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. What's the temperature, Ward? What is the temp? We got to keep up with it today. Uh, let's look and see. I will tell you in a second. You want to know the closings today? Yeah, and that's the other thing we were going to talk about. Uh, there's closings. There's late starts. There's a little bit of everything, isn't there? There is. I mean, this is this is a little potpourri here. Uh, the temperature right now, do you want to guess? I'm going to guess 31. I think it's staying steady right now. Yep, you're right, 31. Is it? All right. No, 31 and some drizzle going on right now. Yeah, there's there is some late starts, and for those of you who have kiddos, uh, Belton ISD will start two hours late. Temple ISD two hours late. Coppers Cove, Crawford, Gatesville, uh, Gothwaite, La Vega, Limpasses, Leon, Lorena, McGregor, Midway, Mount Calm, uh, Robinson, Rosebud Lot, Vanguard, and Waco ISD all with a two-hour late start today. And there's several that are closed, correct? Lots closed. All right. I, I would guess probably would it be more of the rural area schools? It, uh, Yeah, I guess you could say that. Academy, Aquila, Axtell, uh, Blum, Bremont, Bruceville, Eddy, Buckholtz, Cameron, Chilton, Clifton, Coolidge, Cransville Gap, Evant, Franklin, Gatesville, Golson, Grosbeck, Allsburg, Hamilton, Hillsboro, 
Holland, Hubbard, Iredell, Colleen, uh, Gerald, Jonesboro, Lamita, Marlon, Mart, Mejia, uh, Meridian, Mount Calm, Morgan, Mullins, Oglesby, Penelope, Richland Springs, Riesel, Rockdale, Salado, uh, Texas A&M University, Central Texas, closed. Troy, Valley Mills, Walnut Springs, West, and Whitney, all closed today. <laughs> you were reading off that list. I, I was just smiling, not because we have closings and inclement weather and, and all that stuff, but because, again, I'll go back. When we were kids, it, you, it, you'd, you'd hope that the 10 o'clock news would have the closings, but they wouldn't make those decisions till the next morning. So you would have to get up. So you'd get up and turn the television on. You'd turn the ra- both the radio and the TV. You were w- first one. Come on, somebody tell me something. And so you would listen to the radio and watch the television to see if your school was was open or closed. Yeah, well, I, it was, and it was a big moment, man, around the house. You know, I, I had a little more advantage. I didn't. I could sleep in. Yeah, you had because I knew. Yeah, you're, way you're, in advance before your dad the TV was an news. Employee. Yeah, <laughs> dad was a coach, and so I knew that. Either I was getting up or I wasn't. Oh, but for us, man, it was that was, you'd roll out and you it, it'd be a tense moment. Now, I mean, you had stuff going on. You had radio going on, and you had the television going on, and you wanted to know, "Am I going to school? Am I going to school?" And <laughs> so you were running through that list, and I was just like, "I wonder if we have anybody that's hanging on the edge of their seat now." Of course not, because well, the text message. Yeah, you get a text message, emails. You, there's nine million ways to communicate nowadays. You don't you don't have to have us. Kids but, today are so spoiled. Yes, because we used to walk to school uphill barefooted both ways, right? In the snow. In the. All right, it is a 729. <laughs> this is game time. And we're presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, Ted Teague and his staff at 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84. They'd love to see you. Uh, and again, if you can get out, great. You know, uh, they're at uh, 201 West Loop 340. But if not, you can always go shopping online. You know, here we go, talking about what you can do in today's society. You can go to alansamuelsdcj.com. That's alansamuelsdcj.com. And check out all the great vehicles that are available at Alan Samuels. And I'm talking about some really terrific vehicles like the 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited with second and third row seating options. That's right. You can. Uh, I, I think they got deals where you can get financing as low as 1.9%. And you can check out all those great vehicles at Allen's. And that's just some of the vehicles that they've got there. Of course, a tremendous service department. And again, Ted and his staff, yeah, they're about selling you a car because that's what they do. But they're also about creating a relationship because they want you to feel like, hey, when I go to Allen Samuels, this is this is like going, this is like going to my neighbor's house. This is like going home. I'm going to be treated right. I know I'm going to be taken care of. And I'm going to be able to build a relationship long-term with Ted and his staff over at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Again, they're at 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84. If you got a question, give Ted a call at 254-772-1000. That's 254-772-1000. Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. 
Join us for our next Baylor Coaches Show from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us for our next Baylor Coaches Show Thursday, February 2nd, and hear from women's basketball coach Nikki Collin and acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey. The Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's and here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. Do you know that this time of year, blood donations are at their lowest? But there's good news. You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need life-saving transfusions. So do what I do. Take a break, donate blood, and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org. That's carterbloodcare.org. Or call 800-366-2834 for more info. And help save a life with Carter Blood Care. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Your home for Baylor men's and women's basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update, brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Sarah Andrews' 23 points led Baylor to a 77-73 win over Kansas. That improves the Bears' record to 15-6, 6-3 in Big 12 play, a game and a half behind Texas, who beat West Virginia, and just a half game behind Oklahoma and Iowa State after the 12-length Cyclones lost to Kansas State 78-77. 
McLennan center fielder Ty Johnson has been named the conference player of the week for the first week of the season. He hit 500 over the weekend against Navarro with four doubles and five RBIs. McLennan softball also has the conference player of the week in Riley Rutherford. She blasted two home runs and collected five RBI in the team's season opening tournament. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk Cowboys with R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 735, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Uh, If you're out and about, do drive carefully. If you don't have to get out, don't get out. R.J., how's the weather where, where you are this morning? You know, it's chilly. It's great to be with you guys. Um, it's, it's kind of the perfect time to, um, you know, obviously stay inside. I'm, I'm fortunate to work from home and, and throw something in the crock pot, maybe have a big bowl of chili. Um, you know, uh, I'm not a big soup guy, uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's that, that, you know, kind of time to make sure you're, you're staying warm in every way you can. All right, so you're doing chili. Uh, we'll be there around 1130 this morning, and all three of us got, got an appetite, so look forward to it. Thanks. That works for me. <laughs> uh, Jerry Jones said the, the Cowboys need to draft a quarterback, should draft a quarterback. Uh, where's this coming from? You know, um, I mean, that that is something that is that makes sense. Uh, a lot of people have advocated for this. And, but hasn't you know, it made uh, sense for the last, well, you know, I mean, why now? I mean, I, I think it's something they got away from and. You know, when Mike McCarthy was hired in 2020, it really felt like they started, you know, for, for lack of a, of a better way to put this, start, started to do things that smart teams do. Um, and, and one of the things they did that year that I really liked uh, was signing Andy Dalton in free agency. And, and, you know, at the time, Dak didn't have his extension, so that, you know, kind of stirred that pot. Um, but what, what I like about that, my favorite archetype of backup quarterback is young dude who's been there, done it, seen some things, and started some games in the NFL. That's why I was so upset when the Eagles traded for Gardner Minshew. I mean, I, I think that's the guy you want. Um, and so Dallas did that by signing Andy Dalton, who obviously had a lot of experience in Cincinnati. But they hedged that bet by drafting Ben DiNucci in the seventh round of that year's draft. And obviously, it didn't work out, whatever. But, I mean, throw darts. I mean, that, that's this is the most valuable position in the game. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the 49ers are going to do at the quarterback position this offseason, but you know what I do know? They have a lot of options, right? Like, <laughs> they could go a number of different ways, and a big reason is because they threw a dart at, at Brock Purdy with the last pick of the draft last year. So I think it makes sense um, in that regard. Um, I don't know that it's any sort of indictment on Dak specifically. Do you think the Cowboys need to move on from Michael Gallup after the second procedure? Well, they can't, um, you know, they're, they're stuck with him, so to speak, uh, at least through this season. And so I don't know that it would be um, not true to say that, that so far that's an L, as the kids say, um, you know, and, and the Cowboys made their choice. Look, we've relitigated the Amari Cooper thing a thousand times and for good reason. I mean, it, it was a mistake and it, it has done nothing but age poorly, um, but you know, I think, I think not committing. Or I think the the version of of what they could do that would be the wrong idea would be to rely on Michael Gallup. I think that would be the mistake that that is the practical one because like sticking by him this year is not a mistake because of his contract status, right? You can't move on from the guy. So if you do not hedge your bet 
then that is a huge mistake. I love Michael Gallup. Everybody does. He's been a wonderful player for the Cowboys, but he has proven to you that you can't rely on him. And I think a lot people assumed that it was the same knee that, that he had the procedure on that he tore his ACL. And it wasn't, it was the other knee. So um, he's now, you know, look, he's an NFL player. I mean, he's a greater athlete than I'll ever be, but he's now coming off, you know, back to back years where he had knee issues of some kind. And so it's hard to trust that in the future. Does it matter that your number one guy is an inside guy, not an outside guy? I don't think so. Um, not, not in today's NFL. And it doesn't matter if you're moving him, right? If you're creative. I mean, Devontae Adams plays out of the slot. Tyreek Hill plays out of the slot. Um, so it, it doesn't matter. But, you know, maybe it does matter a little bit more if you don't have any outside threats. I mean, you know, and, and that's that's the difference. I mean, you know, Devontae Adams plays in an offense that features Hunter Renfro. And I know maybe you, you kind of scoff or roll your eyes at that, but he's a, he's a much more dynamic player than anybody that Cowboys have that isn't C.D. Lamb right now. And Tyreek Hill obviously plays in an offense that has Jalen Waddle. And, and you look at the Super Bowl teams. I mean, A.J. Brown has Devontae Smith. I mean, it, it doesn't matter if you're Patrick Mahomes, but, but even then, whatever receiver you want to contend is their top option, that has Travis Kelsey to kind of command attention. And so – it's it's hard to go at this with just one Batman, and I think that's what the Cowboys tried to do. They were right that C.D. Lamb could replicate, you know, Amari Cooper's value to the offense. Where they were wrong or misguided is they didn't replace what C.D. Lamb offered to them as a companion to Amari Cooper. That was what um, kind of was one of their major undoings as the season unfolded. What does it say about the Cowboys right now that they're filling offensive positions without getting the O.C. first? I think it says that it's Mike McCarthy show. I mean, that's, that's, you know, kind of what this is. I know some people feel differently about that, but um, I'm really excited about this and not necessarily from the standpoint of, I think this is going to, you know, set the world on fire, but you know, Mike McCarthy made his way in the NFL on the offensive side of the ball. We all know that he obviously called plays in the majority of his time in green Bay. They won the super bowl, et cetera, et cetera. If you went the entire McCarthy era, and however long that winds up being, but if, but if you went all of it without ever seeing him call plays and ever seeing him have his imprints on the offense, then it was a failure. I mean, why, why would you bring in, you know, why would you bring in a world-renowned chef whose like specialty is Italian food and be like, all right, man, here's the chili that RJ's making for lunch. You know, like it, it's silly. Like you got to let this dude do what he is supposed to be good at. And if he's not good at it, I mean, that's unfortunate, but you can make your peace with that. You, you can move on, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt. And so for me, that, that's, that's the direction they're headed in. Um, and, and I think that everything they're doing so far kind of reflects that, that that's kind of the temperature of the offensive side of the ball. Is that the sole reason the Cowboys parted ways with Kellen Moore? I mean, I, I would say it's, in my mind, it's part of the reason. And so in that way, it, it, it's not really Kellen's fault. Right. You know, and it's not Kellen's fault that McCarthy inherited him. It's not Kellen's fault that entirely, at least that, you know, the offense has fallen flat um, in the biggest moments. And, you know, there's a lot of it that's Kellen's fault. But um, but the, the point that I'm making certainly is independent of him. It, it, you know, happy trails, Kellen. But you you have to learn this, you know, it, it, if anything, you know, so you can sleep better. I mean, what if McCarthy, if Kellen Moore coordinates an amazing offense for the Chargers this coming season? I don't think any of us are going to be shocked. I don't think that any of us are going to be like, oh, man, the Cowboys really let one get away. Like, we've seen enough. We, we've, you know, we've done a focus group, right? And, and we understand what it is, and so we're at peace with that, however that, that breaks. But if they never saw that with McCarthy, and then for, if he did go on to be an OC or head coach somewhere else, and, 
and had an amazing offense, wouldn't we feel stupid? Because, you know, the Cowboys never investigated the, you know, most important part of what makes him who he is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that has nothing to do with Kellen Moore. He's just a victim of circumstances. Speaking of getting away, did the Cowboys let one get away when Sean Payton ends up in Denver? I, um, I, I mean, Sean Payton obviously is an amazing head coach and, and has had an amazing career. I've been out on this for a while. I, I actually find it kind of, um, you know, not cool, um, maybe jerkish. Um, it, it, the way Sean went about all of this, the way he kind of openly pined for McCarthy's job, Brandon Staley's job. Um, you know, when McCarthy was, was coming out of, of his sabbatical, I guess, um, he, we did not hear all of these rumors that he had, you know, these jobs, these teams in mind. Same thing with Doug Peterson before he joined the Jaguars last year. I mean, I do my own personal opinion is I feel like Sean kind of broke some unwritten rules in that sense. And so um, the, the Broncos are in a mess of a place and I am fascinated to watch what they're going to try to do unfold. But I in no way believe, you know, that, that he is worth everything that the Broncos have been through to get to him. And so I certainly wouldn't have wanted that to be the Cowboys. Back to back to the, the moves that the Cowboys are making, particularly on the offensive side of the football with, with the coaching staff. Is this a, Okay, Mike, here are the keys. Put up or shut up? I, I mean, I think it has to be. Um, and I think it should be that way. I mean, you know, as, as far as I'm concerned, Mike McCarthy is, is the modern day version of Frank Sinatra in that sense, right? Like, it, it has to be his way. And I, would, I really wouldn't respect him that much if, if he didn't want that. I mean, uh, McCarthy has not been somebody who has shied away from challenges in his short time as the Cowboys head coach. And this kind of feels like that. And you know, I, I think it would have been short-sighted to move on from him this offseason. But, you know, if if this is the McCarthy show, if it is lined up the way McCarthy wants and, and they fail, then, you know, you've, you've done it, right? Like, you've given him his fair shake and it just didn't work. Um, and so I, I respect the Cowboys for, for seemingly living on, on that end of the spectrum. And I respect McCarthy for sort of welcoming the opportunity to, to be the main man. That's He's your skipper. He's your gaffer. Like, he, he has to be the, the straw that stirs the drink. Um, and so um, I'm, I'm, I'm down with this philosophy, this, this setup. I, I think this is the best way to go about it, not necessarily because I think the results will be great, but because it simply has to be at this point. Yeah, but in this all a facade, Jerry Jones is not going to relinquish anything that he's done before. I mean, it might be, right? Like, you know, but, but isn't, I guess, isn't life pointless, right? Like, it's, like are we, what are we all just doing here? I mean, that, that very well may be true. Uh, I mean, he's and, not going to you know, change, RJ. There's no way that Jerry Jones changes. I would, I would only say that we have seen slight. I mean, I'm talking non-zero, barely, you know, differences in the McCarthy era, and some of that is that you know McCarthy has has what Jerry does in the last 30 years, and and he's the dude who won the Super Bowl in the building. Um, I always think back to um, Mike McCarthy's first season. Uh, when there was all this question about Lyle Collins and right tackle, who was going to start every week. Um, and McCarthy does his Friday press conferences right about the same time, if not sometimes just a little bit after Jerry Jones does his Friday radio appearances on 105 through the fan. And Jerry had gone on the fan that particular Friday morning and said, yeah, Terrence Steele is going to be starting at right tackle uh, this week. And so, you know, whatever it was, 15, 20 minutes later in real time, McCarthy's at the podium and he's asked about this and he says, we haven't made any determination on who's going to be starting anywhere this week. And I mean, you know, again, I, I realize this, this is the lowest of low hanging fruit, but 
point me to the time that Jason Garrett, you know, kind of publicly, uh, you know, took some power back like that. That's where I think things are just a little bit different. But you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, it is still Jerry Jones. 18 unrestricted free agents. Where do you begin? I mean, I think it's so unfortunate the way, you know, sports work. Um, that, that injuries become, you know, a negotiating tool and a, a, a variable in negotiations. And so I would personally walk away from Tony Pollard. I understand he's a dynamic playmaker, um, but, but I just, you know, I would personally walk away, you know, from him and, and pick up my compensatory pick if somebody else wanted to pay him. I know Zeke's not a free agent, but I, I would, you know, I would move on there. Um, I understand the, the desires and the inclinations to keep the Leighton Van Der Eshes and the Anthony Browns uh, players like that, and, and they have been wonderful and had great careers for this team. But you, you, we're, and we're learning this by way of the coaching staff. You simply cannot just run this back. And I think that, that, that people and people tend to think that that's how sports work. Like right? people think, like, okay, well, come week one next year, the Cowboys will be just as good as the team who made it to the divisional round. And that's not true. Like, like you don't you don't just get to pick up where Des caught it, right? Like you you have to climb the mountain all over again. Um, and so I don't know that you're just as quality of a team, you know, if you're banking on getting these incredible seasons from, from players like that, Layton and, and Anthony Brown. I mean, there are important playmakers for the Cowboys. And if you get some of these guys back on, on team-friendly deals, I realize that the fence-riding answer, um, you know, it, it can work out for you. But I, I personally don't know of a name that they just absolutely have to have. They have to move heaven and earth. They have to place the franchise tag on. I mean, if you told me that, that Pollard walked, that Leighton walked, Anthony Brown, Dalton Schultz, if you told me that all of them walked, I mean, I, I wouldn't feel like the team was doomed in 2023. What if I told you Cooper Rush? And, and, and people can scoff, but I think we found the uh, – and we have seen not only in, in the Cowboy camp, but all across the NFL what the value of a quality backup quarterback is. Do you let him walk or, 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 or what do you do there? I mean, this this past year was was pretty incredible for Cooper Rush, obviously, and and, and the four one record and all that stuff. Um, but I mean, it was I think we all acknowledge a, a bit of lightning in a bottle in a lot of ways, and, and Cooper deserves every bit of credit for, for what he did in that stretch. But I mean, the reality was too, and this is why so many people, you know, myself included, thought that you know it, it was not going to go well. He was an undrafted free agent in his sixth NFL season, making his, his second career start. And granted, he made the, the one in 2021 in Minnesota. Um, and so, like, that, that's not a common path. <laughs> you know, like, that, that's a, a rare thing. Um, and so, yeah, if he wants to come back and, and the money's fine, you know, you've got your guy and, and you, you're comfortable and whatever. Um, but, but at the end of the day, um, if Cooper Rush walks because there was a, a great opportunity elsewhere, I mean, if Dak Prescott goes down, you know, you're, you're probably doomed. I mean, you, you were the one exception a year ago in a lot of ways, and that was one of them. Um, but, you know, I, I wouldn't say he's high priority in, in my book. But, but, again, if he's back, I mean, I'm, I'm hardly upset about it. And I think he's helpful for the locker room. He's helpful for Dak. Um, and, and you, you know, at this point, he's been there, done that, finally at his seventh year. But um, I, I think if he moves on, you do have to go out and get somebody who has some experience because you're right. I mean, you know, you could, you could have your starting quarterback get injured in the first minutes of the NFC championship game. You have to have somebody back there who you really trust. Where do the Cowboys go at kicker? Do they try to sign a veteran during the off season? Do they draft somebody and hope that they hit on a draft? What, what do they have to do at the kicking position? 
Yeah, I mean, I know there are some people who are upset about this. I mean, it's just really unfortunate what happened with Brett Maher. He had such a great season, and, and for it to end the way it did was just, you know, really, really somber. Um, but I would, I think it would be a mistake to just just rely on a draft pick. I mean, it, that, that doesn't work out oftentimes. In fact, last year, they didn't draft him. Uh, but immediately after the draft, the Cowboys signed Jonathan Garibay out of Texas Tech, an undrafted free agency. And boom, here we go. Dan Bailey 2.0. It's going to be great. And I mean, he didn't even make it through the preseason. Uh, Lareem Hyrulahu, he was on the team last year. He made five extra points in one game. We'll just bring him in. Didn't work out. I mean, they, again, I, I mentioned they were the one. They got so lucky that they were able to kind of survive with Maher for the regular season, at least. Um, and so I think you have to bring in a, an option in free agency. Um, I know that he's much older at this point in time, but Mason Crosby is entering the final three years of his contract, all of which were voided. Um, so it's very possible that he's a free agent. He's obviously somebody who Mike McCarthy knows, Mike McCarthy trusts. And if this truly is the Mike McCarthy assance that we're going to see uh, with the Cowboys in 2023, then the names like that would start to make some sense. All right. Uh, what are we working on, RJ, for blogging the boys? Well, you know, uh, it's it's all about draft time. It's all about free agency. So we're we're kind of spinning forward, looking at areas of need, positions of need, and of course, uh, on days like yesterday where Jerry's vomiting all sorts of news, uh, we're doing our best to kind of wrangle it up. So right now, uh, we're just pretending that the Super Bowl doesn't exist um, and that the Chiefs have already won, um, and uh, inviting our time until uh, the Cowboys can do something uh, serious like sign a free agent or two. RJ, thanks. As always, we we uh we we appreciate your time as always. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. That's RJ Achua, and it's Blog of the Boys. It's good stuff. Go check it out. Uh, great site, Blog of the Boys, and uh, you can check out RJ Achua. Seven fifty two. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time, welcome into the program the athletic director and vice president and director of intercollegiate athletics from Baylor University, Mac Rhodes. I, I wish, you know, there was about five or six of me and I could clone myself <laughs> and, and get, to, get to all of them because it's important. You know, I've got a great staff. I think it's the, the best in the country and we divide and conquer and it's a lot of fun and it, it's a joy to be around our, our student athletes and coaches. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. Why is your eye twitching? Because my lashes are bothering me. Then why do you wear them? Because they look good. They do. And if you want your house to look good. But what good, about the ones where the people look like they've got those big, like, umbrellas on their face? We'll take umbrella lashes, too, if you need foundation repair. So give us a call. 254 I ain't got nothing to say. I'm still thinking about that last lady that had 4922. The wind four. blew her down the road. <laughs> That's where she ran into the car. <laughs> In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. 
DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. ESPN Central Texas is your home for game time. The John Moore Show and the Matt Mosley Show. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This year's McClendon County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair is February 6th through the 10th at the Exerco Event Center with more than 500 local 4-H and FFA students exhibiting their livestock. Come join us and help us raise funds for the scholarships and education programs. Then make sure to join us on Friday night, February 10th at 6.30 for the Sale of Champions with top-placing animals and projects up for sale. Last year's sale brought in over a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. It's the McClendon County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair February 6th through the 10th at the Exerco Event Center. For more information, like them on Facebook or call 254-722-2597. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Sarah Andrews, 23 points, led Baylor to a 77-73 win over Kansas. That improves the Bears' record to 15-6, 6-3 in Big 12 play. A game and a half behind Texas, who beat West Virginia, and just a half game behind Oklahoma and Iowa State after the 12-point Cyclones lost to Kansas State 78-77. McLennan center fielder Ty Johnson has been named the conference player of the week for the first week of the season. He hit 500 over the weekend against Navarro with four doubles and five RBIs. McLennan softball also has the conference player of the week in Riley Rutherford. She blasted two home runs and collected five RBI in the team's season opening tournament. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Keep up with the NFL playoffs on ESPN Central Texas. Fifty-seven. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. It is your first word in sports. And did you know? So we will start with this. On this day oh, in 1959, nice. Buddy Holly had his final concert at the Surf Ballroom in Clear Lake, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And did you know? When he was 17 years old, Buddy Holly opened for Elvis Presley at the Fair Park Coliseum in Lubbock. Yes. Awesome. And he's from Lubbock as well, Holly was. And he even borrowed Elvis Presley's guitar during those openings as well. He opened for Elvis three times in the three times that he came out to Lubbock. And who's, he, the, who's the other big names from Lubbock in the music scene? Waylon Jennings. And? Mm. Is Mac Davis? Mac Davis, yeah. Mac Davis, yeah. Yeah, and then he... Uh, the Mains Brothers. Yeah. He, he only had number one hit. I picked this song every day because it's my favorite. He only had one number one hit, however, at the age of 20 years old, and That'll Be the Day by Buddy Holly. And unfortunately... That'll Be the Day, Peggy Sue. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff. One of my favorites. And then... Peggy Sue. What was the name of his band? Hang on. The Crickets. Very nice. Thank you. Then, unfortunately, he did pass away the next day in that plane crash. Wow. Quote, the day that music died, he was 22 years old. Mm-hmm. Same age as me. I can't mm. even imagine. Then also, today, did you know that today is Shakira's 46th birthday? Yeah, I'm, I'm invited to the party. Y'all, y'all aren't? No, I didn't get the invite. 
Oh, yeah. She was born on this day in 1977 in Barranquilla. What's your favorite Columbia. Shakira song? This one. <laughs> this one. Countless music awards, a lot of Latin music awards. <laughs> Dang, mine too. <laughs> this is this is her only number one hit, Hips Don't Lie. Yeah, that's, so, that, that so, Hips Don't Lie song. So, happy birthday to Shakira. And then also, we were talking about it yesterday. Yeah. Tom Brady retiring from the NFL. Again. So, so yeah, Again. So, I looked up some facts about Tom Brady. Did you know when he was drafted 199th overall in the 2000 NFL draft, he was the seventh quarterback taken in the entire draft that year i didn't know it was seven but wow. i knew it was way down the day way down the line you have a list of who was in front of him i do not but he was the in the sixth round the seventh quarterback taken in the entire 2000 nfl draft and did you know that he has played in more super bowls than any other player in nfl history with 10 appearances the next most. Well, he's 64 years old. He <laughs> <Yeah>. should. <laughs> the next most is six appearances. He also has more playoff or career playoff wins with 35 than 27 of the 32 NFL franchises. <laughs> That's crazy. And he alone has more Super Bowl wins with seven than any other NFL franchise. And those six for the New England Patriots that are tied for second. He got all those. Mm. He also has the most Super Bowl MVPs with five. And he is number one all-time in career passing yards and touchdowns. Also number one all-time in career playoff passing yards and touchdowns. And he is the only player in NFL history to win a Super Bowl in three different decades. So there you go. Six quarterbacks taken for Brady in the 2000 draft. These are all going to be household names, I'm sure. (laughs) Chad Pennington. Giovanni Casmari. Who? Yeah. <laughs> that's that. Is, I thought that that they serve pizza, right? Yeah, yeah. Chris Redman. T. Martin. Malt Bulger. Mark Bulger, excuse me. And Spurgeon Wynn. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the Tom Brady. Wow. Well, <laughs> those NFL player personnel directors, they, <laughs> they nailed it, didn't they? holy smokes that's crazy all right there you go did you know uh coming up in just a second john's got today's baylor sports beat program uh and and john this afternoon at three o'clock is going to have mark neely on the program and uh, mark will be here talking about the halfway point of the big 12 round robin in the three o'clock hour so that's uh john morris this afternoon at three with mark neely from espn and here's john with today's baylor sports beat this is the baylor sports beat a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, our Baylor Coaches Show back live from Rudy's tonight. We'll give you details. Plus, women's basketball protects their home court with a win over Kansas. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Kick off 2023 with a bang at the Start Something New sales event. Start your year off with the deal of all deals. Get up to $2,500 in total values and 1.9% for 72 months on the new 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited with second and third row seating options. That's right, 1.9% for 72 months plus rebates. Deals are available across our entire inventory. Remember, if you don't see what you want, we can build your custom dream vehicle today. The Start Something New sales event is happening now at Alan Samuels in Waco. 
Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. Tune in to the Baylor Coaches Show tonight, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco and here on ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. That is tonight for our Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's. Come join us beginning at 6 p.m. and hear from Baylor women's basketball coach Nikki Collin and acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey. That's tonight, 6 to 7 p.m. from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco. Nikki Collin and the Baylor women coming off a 77-73 win last night in the Farrell Center over Kansas. Baylor led by Sarah Andrews, who had 23 points, eight assists on the night. One of four players in double-figure scoring. The win gets Baylor to 15-6 on the season. Now 6-3 in Big 12 conference play. Just a game out of first place at the midpoint of the conference schedule. Here is Baylor women's coach Nikki Collin. Oh, wow. I mean, we, we were a little bit on the struggle bus offensively in the first quarter. It's kind of uh, the tail, you know, from then on to have 22, 23, and 24 in the, the second, third, and fourth offensively. It was just, hey, you guys, we don't want to trade baskets with them. You know, we want to put our foot down. We started to extend, um, and then we were falling, and they were getting in transition, and, and a lot of their baskets were coming in transition late off our turnovers. You know, and, and we had taken pretty good care of the ball all night, and all of a sudden we got turnover um, happy there in a stretch. And, and, you know, other than the two missed free throws, like we, we missed some execution stuff defensively down the stretch. And when I looked down at the box and recognized that Jackson only had 12, it was like really hard to believe because it just felt like it was like a mountain with a bunch of hills trying to guard, you know, there for a while. So, uh, you know, we made some defensive mistakes that we don't usually make. Um, but I thought offensively we moved the ball and, and we, we executed pretty well out of timeouts. Again, those late timeouts that I used and we were able to get layup, a layup coming out, you know, make, take it from four to six and keep that little cushion, made it a little more comfortable. Nikki Collin and the Baylor women with the win over Kansas last night, 77-73 the final. Next up, a trip to Ames to play 12th ranked Iowa State this Saturday at five. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tonight from Rudy's and have more tomorrow. I'm John Morris. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Eight oh six. Game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Your first word in sports. Hour two of the program, and we are presented by Allen Samuels. Tom Ward. And, Ryan, we're glad you're alongside. Uh, we were uh, talking about quarterbacks drafted before uh, Tom Brady. And one of the names that came up was T. Marsh. Uh, uh, hello. T. Martin. T. Martin, uh, quarterback from Tennessee. And Chad Pennington, who was from Marshall, played what, 10? Did you say 10 or 11 years? 11 years. 11 years in the league. And then uh, on our CNC Collision Center text line, Sean Hunt points out that Spurgeon win – was from Southwest Texas State, now known as Texas State. 
So there you go. A little FYI for you. Thanks, Sean. And if you want to be a part of the program, we'd love to hear from you, as always, on our CNC Collision Center tax line, 254-662-1660. Uh, let's see. Uh, we were talking with RJHO a little while ago, uh, earlier today, on the program about uh, where the Cowboys are and what their, what their thoughts are as far as the offensive coordinator and what they're doing from a quarterback standpoint. A couple of days ago, uh, Babe Laufenberg, who is the analyst on the Cowboy Radio Network right here on ESPN Central Texas, was on the uh, Matt Mosley program, and he talked about the offensive coordinator situation, Mike McCarthy calling plays, and and just kind of try to put it into, uh, you know, just kind of put it into a um, into a, a, a capsule for us. And here, here's Babe Laufenberg from the Matt Mosley program. Now, when he got here, he said, we're going to continue with Kellen Moore as a play caller. So he relinquished play calling duties to Tom Clements, who was the quarterback coach in Green Bay. I believe it was the 2016 season. Mm-hmm. That lasted 10 games. And Clements had been a long time uh, assistant of his in Green Bay. So it wasn't like something you hired this guy and you go, oh my goodness, this isn't working out. Uh, but then he took back play calling that season. I don't think their relationship has ever uh, been the same. Tom Clements, that is. And, uh, and he said at the time, I, I, will never do, I will never relinquish play calling duties again. I will never do that again. Then he got here, and he was not the play caller. So I don't know if for three years he was chomping at the bit to get back at it. I will say this too, Mose. You know this. Hey, if they say, well, maybe it's a different voice in Dak's ear. He's a head coach. <laughs> he always had the ability to get uh-huh. into Dak's ear, right? I mean, it's one thing if you're down the totem pole and you say, man, I'd really like to do this with Dak, but I've got this offensive coordinator over me and I got the head coach and I got all these people and I'm, I'm really not, not my, my job, not, not my place to do that. You're the head coach. If you don't like something, you go right in, you go into Kellen Moore's office, you go into Doug Nussmeyer, who was a quarterback coach who, oh, by the way, won't be here again next year either. And you tell them, hey, here's what we're going to do. So it'll be interesting. And uh, I am not, I don't know if we've talked about this. I've I've said it many times, but I'm not really hung up on play callers and, you know, guy calling plays. It's the work that you do during the week and and game planning for teams and trying to figure out a way to attack them. uh, I do know this, you're a lot better play caller when you have good players. All right, I, I, there, there's a lot to to digest there, but he he mentioned that Mike McCarthy's the head coach. He could have went into Kellen Moore's office. He could have went into the the QB coach's office and said, "Here's what I want." First of all, did he? Second of all, no, he didn't. Well, he had a seatbelt on him, and he got that seatbelt unhinged. Well, I was I was going to follow with if he didn't, why didn't he? Because he had a seatbelt on him, and he finally got it unbuckled. Now, just to be clear, is this an opinion, or or do we know this that he was that he was handcuffed? I I assume he took the job with the handcuffs on. And anybody that thinks different is dreaming. Babe Laufenberg thinks differently. Babe Laufenberg just said right there that he could go into the 
OC's office, the QB coach's office. He said he office. had the ability being the the head coach, but right. he didn't do it. Why didn't he do it? Well, if he had the well, that's my question. Why didn't he do it? If he did, and indeed, I just told you. Well, then that's not the ability to do it. If you're if you're, the ultimate boss says no, well, then that's not the ability. You know what I mean? Quote unquote, as the head coach, he has the ability, but there was a seatbelt on him. Maybe. I mean. I, it's fascinating to know that, you know, you, you're the guy and you got the play chart in your hand on Sunday afternoons. I mean, I talked about – I've mentioned that a million times. You're sitting there with a headset on. Your OC is standing there five feet from you. You got a play chart in your hand. If you didn't like a play call, you didn't like something, why didn't you change it? Okay, then why are you changing now as the – Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. All of a sudden, six guys are out the door. Because you're reaching. You won 13 games. And six dudes are out the door, including a coordinator. I, I can't explain it. I, I mean, don't know. It's, it's, is it not fascinating to think about that? For, for, well, I think It Kellam- wasn't like you I won think, four games. I think Kellamore was trash anyway, and I'll never get off of that. I know you won't. But the bottom line is they they were number four, number five in the league in points scored, and against, they won 13 games. Against bad teams. Doesn't matter. Does matter. If you're 13-win season and you're productive offensively. But you couldn't win against good teams. Then Ward, people who know a little bit about the game as well, jumped on him within 24 hours. Okay. I, I'm good just luck. saying. Good luck. So they all made a mistake. Yes. Okay. You know more than the than all the, the management people of the NFL. Unless they can ca- calm him down and not let him take the stupid risk that he takes. There, I, I could not agree with you more there. He, he did that all the time. That will drive you nuts. But the nuts and bolts of him formulating an offense, obviously he's been able to do it. But – I, I could. I, I'm with you on that. I, I'm totally a hundred percent with you on. He had to be, for lack of a better word, cute. He he always had something that he had to do. That you know, <laughs> I'll think about the last play as the offensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. Think about that. That's stupid. It was. I mean, it really, really was. There's no way. You could justify Zeke Elliott being the center. I mean, just think about Zeke flying backwards. And that's Kellen Moore's final play. I get it. But on the flip side, somebody believes in him. And more than somebody. I mean, again, he had a situation. He's headed to L.A. to coach the Chargers. Does he have a better quarterback situation in L.A. than he does in Dallas? Yes. So he kind of landed on his feet pretty quickly. Yeah, but I don't, I don't trust him. I get it, but somebody does. Oh, good and luck. We'll see. Char- I mean, Chargers are a mess anyway. Chargers will never get out of their own way. Not going to argue that, but do you think if the Chargers don't hire him that somebody else would have? Yeah, he'd have landed. The numbers are too good. Although, when you dive down into it, it's against bad teams. So, that does nothing for me. Show me when you can beat the good teams. That's when it matters. 
And in the last two playoff games, 14 points and relatively no yards, not going to get it done. Can't argue that. I mean, I can't argue that, but at the end of the day, somebody liked him. Well, but I, I know, guess look, I, if you're going to go out and beat the JV, go out and beat the JV. Yay for you. You call him the JV, but. <laughs> well, I, I'm not. I know. You know, that's just a. I know. Comparison. Bad it, teams are bad teams. Right, but a lot of the times you can't help who's scheduled. You play I who's on care. the schedule. You still have to beat the good teams. If you're going to be the cream of the crop, you have to beat the good teams. What does Kansas City and Cincinnati do? They beat the good okay, teams. Okay, so let. And I know we got to get to the break, and we're going to. But final thought here. And take coaching away. Take Mike McCarthy out of the equation. Take Dan and Kellen totally out of the equation. You know football. Was that roster a championship roster? Did they have all of the pieces? No. Okay. So does it really matter today if they don't have the 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 players to to win? They didn't have. There was a lot of places where they were deficient. They were really close. They, they don't have a quarterback. What about what about a receiving core to throw to? He had, he, he did he have a A plus wide receiving core? He, no, he had an a, elite receiving. He core. had he had an A receiving core with C D Lamb, but he didn't have any help behind him. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Did he have an A plus? No, they package. let they they let the number one receiver go and Amari Cooper. That should have never happened. Jerry Jones should have not got his feelings hurt, and that should have never happened. And that's exactly what it was. He got his feelings hurt. He was mad at him. And we all know why. Well, again, for me, it's a peculiar situation in Dallas because of the timing of it. It's not like they were coming off an 8-8 eight eight or a four-win season. Well, here's why Jerry Jones agreed to this whole deal. And maybe turn it loose a little bit with Mike McCarthy because he knows that, look, he's either got to have McCarthy put up or shut up because Jerry Jones is, not the Cowboys, Jerry Jones's window's closing, and he wants a Super Bowl before it's all said and done. And with that, we tell you it's 817. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Porter Mosier in one of the tightest golf shirts in the conference. Man loves a good tight golf shirt. I mean, guys like John Morris and I that are kind of built a certain way. Aaron, you used to be built like us. You lost all that weight. John and I, we're normal looking guys, and we like a good XL golf shirt. Porter Moser is a man in his 50s who has decided to show everybody every aspect. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. 
La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mex-Delicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Keep up with Big 12 hoops on your flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Looking for a great job with great pay and awesome benefits? Genco FCU is hiring. As a longtime Waco employer, Genco focuses on what matters most in our employees' lives, like pay incentives, bonuses, benefits, 401k plans, paid time off, advancement opportunities, medical, prescription, dental, and vision insurance, as well as short and long-term disability. Come join our incredible team today and make Genco your career that will work for you. Apply at GencoFCU.org or at any branch location. This year's McClendon County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair is February 6th through the 10th at the Exerco Event Center with more than 500 local 4-H and FFA students exhibiting their livestock. Come join us and help us raise funds for the scholarships and education programs. Then make sure to join us on Friday night, February 10th at 6.30 for the Sale of Champions with top-placing animals and projects up for sale. Last year's sale brought in over a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. It's the McClendon County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair February 6th through the 10th at the Exerco Event Center. For more information, like them on Facebook or call 254-722-2597. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Attention Central Texas barbecue lovers, we have great news for you. Elberg Barbecue is now open seven days a week. Their handcrafted meats, sandwiches, sides, and desserts are now available from 11 till 3 Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, till 7 Wednesday and Thursday, until 8 Friday and Saturday. And don't forget, Elberg Barbecue can cater your next event. Elberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6 in Waco at hellbergbarbecue.com and on Facebook. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. 821, boy, we are in some deep conversation. This <laughs> Some deep something. I, I, yeah, well, I, I, Up to here. Can't even finish the sentence before. <laughs> oh, hush. <laughs> You've missed me for two days. Don't even lie. <laughs> what do you mean? You have, you've been you've been missing. I haven't been in the building, but I've been working from home. <laughs> hey, Ward, nobody's home. <laughs> mm. Are you saying nobody's upstairs? <laughs> I didn't say anything. You did. I just, Ryan actually said it. Ryan. 
Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. You're supposed to be partners with. Yeah. That's your my partner in crime. What happened? I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Thank you. What do you got for us? Well, it's been so cold. How cold is it? Real cold. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Wasn't that the setup? Did she not just set us up for that and then didn't have the, the finish? What's the finish? I don't know. That was you. You said real cold. I That's said real cold. Finish. Is there supposed to be another finish? Is there a joke I'm missing here? Well, I thought maybe there was. I thought you well, were, thought you had something planned. Really? I was following the script. Yeah. Well, hey, real quick, I need to mention our other sponsor. Uh-huh. Uh, SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Go by and downtown see Downtown Waco. Downtown Waco. It's not too far from the silos. Go by and see There's them. a lot of stuff not too far from the <laughs> silos. We're far from the silos. Kind of. No, Anyways. Not really, if you stop and think about it. It, it just may take you 30 minutes to get over there with traffic these days. Maybe not today. You could probably slide your way over there. So, anyways, since it's been so cold, guess what's coming up? February 6th through February 19th. What? Brian, you want to take guess? An ice skating competition? Well, it's the World Championship Alpine Skiing Downhill. Ah. Okay. Get this. Uh-huh. So I was, you know, watching some videos on the Googles, and uh, do you know how fast they go? 60 miles an hour. Real. Eight, duh, over 81 miles an hour oh or my. faster. Oh, my. Or faster. Can you imagine being on two little pieces of that wood? 120? miles or more. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Your, your foot's on two pieces of wood and sticks, and you are going Not down wood. this. Well, sleds are wood. Mm-mm. What are they? Fiberglass. Aluminum? Fiberglass. What's fiberglass? Is that plastic stuff? Never mind. Go ahead. It's that's woods. <laughs> woods? Not woods. woods. The three woods? I swear <laughs> it's woods. Well, I've been watching the wrong movies then. But anyways, there go that fast, and it's a steep hill. Yeah. And so the world championship starts on the sixth, goes to the nineteenth in the French Alps. I cannot pronounce the mountain names, so do not ask me. What's the name of the mountain? <laughs> Blah, 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 blah. I can't pronounce it. And then there'll be over 600 athletes competing with 75 countries. Well, this girl from the U.S. on the U.S. team, hope I don't butcher her last name, Michaela Schifrin or Schifrin, okay? She is 18 years old. She has the most medals in the world at 18. How about that? Wow. So they're telling, they're saying that she's the headliner for this world championship. Is she from Colorado? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't get that far. But she has <laughs> 11 medals. Yeah. Okay. She has two gold medals from the Olympics, two in the World Cup, four-time overall gold medals. I guess because they compete in more than just, you know, they have like the slalom. They have the super G. And I found out that the faster and higher. Think about it. Super G. You know, faster and higher. So, anyways, I think we should keep our. What are you what? looking at? I'm not real sure. What do you get? How do you get G and faster and higher? You, you I like, looked it up. Super G. Kind of like OG. Oh, oh boy. boy. <laughs> anyways, anyways, she's one to be reckoned for, and we need to keep our eye on her. And Ryan over there has a uh, video of her up. Do you see it? How okay, fast so, she's going? So do you? Do you know what they call those? Okay, so they. Skate in and out of those flags. You know what the, those are called? Target gates. Oh, no, I'm not a. I'm not a. I've never been into snow skiing. I tried it 
once. I took lessons and I got so mad I threw my pole and said, I'm done. So I just went to the lodge. You should never throw your pole. <laughs> that's what they You say. should never do that. That's what they that's how you. That's how you guide down the hill. I know. But I couldn't even do the bunny slope. I couldn't even go straight. I didn't know how to stop. And then I tried snowboarding. Forget that. You know what I would like to do? What? Ride a camel? But, but, yeah. <laughs> I, I think if, if, if I went like to Tahoe or something in the winter, I don't want to do all that stuff. That's work. I want to ride. <laughs> I want to ride a snowmobile. Now that would be that fun. would be cool. That would be fun. Have you ever been to Tahoe? It's beautiful. No, that's where I tried no. to take lessons. Yeah, it did not work out because never been invited. Well, here's here's what I do know is that snow skiing and don't laugh at me is so different than water skiing. I grew up water skiing and water skiing to get out of the water you have to lean back, have your knees up. Well, in snow skiing, if you lean back, you're you're going back and you're going to fall. So I just couldn't. I tried. I just did not have the skill set to do it. But this girl has got some talent, and we need to follow her and give her our support. I mean, that's pretty She's incredible. got it. We're yeah, giving it to her. So, 18 years. Yeah, so on the circuit, yeah, she's 18 years old. On this skiing circuit, uh-huh. I guess that's what they call it, she has 83 all-time wins. And wow. Eight, wow. And the all-time record is 86, and she's three away from breaking that at age 18. She may do it. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Good I, stuff. I mean, <laughs> I think great. she will do it. And then, so the Winter Olympics is 2024, right? Mm-hmm. So you know we're going to see her there. So, I mean, if she w- wins this one and then, what, next year in the Olympics, she'll she'll do it. She'll Easily. break the record. So I'm going to keep wow. my eye on her. I mean, that's 18 years old, which means if she's this good, I wonder how old she was when she started skiing. Like two? As soon as she could walk, probably. Two? I don't know. Can you walk at two? I could. <laughs> oh, you, you remember? Can you my mother walk says at I, two? My mom says I was potty trained at nine months, so I guess I got some talent. <laughs> got I got the smarts. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I mean, you're willing to go down a hill without a pole. I mean, <laughs> did you see your shadow this morning? No. Okay. I didn't think the groundhog came up yet. Yeah, today. Did it see its shadow? Yes. Does that mean we're having more winter? Yeah. Six more weeks. Oh, goodness. I said I got, he, Ryan was right. We'd have a snow ice day in February. It just came a day or two early. Okay, so I've had my time. Nope. It's I coming. I do not want to be, <laughs> I'm done. I've had my two days. I'm good. So there you go. It's coming. When does it say? No. So the almanac that you read was right. Do, do you know who Spurgeon Wynn is, by the way? Spurgeon who? When? No, do you? Yes. Who? Former quarterback at Southwest Texas State. (laughs) Do you know what Southwest Texas State is known as today? They drink a lot there. No, no, no. Yes, they do. Well, (laughs) well, yes. That's a a vicious rumor. Just asked Sean Hunt. Do you know what the university is called today? I'm so confused. Down in San Marcos? Yes. Southwest Texas State. What, no. are you, what are we talking about? It's, it's not called that anymore. What is it called? Texas State. Oh, Texas State. Just okay. Texas State. Okay, yeah. Okay, go. where are we going with this conversation? Nothing. Just, what does that have to do I with... I just wanted asking. to know if you knew the guy. You were like a squirrel. You go from one subject to the next. You li- you grew up <laughs> down in that part of the world. And no, I, just, I didn't grow up there. Where, oh, I thought you did. I grew did. up in North Dallas. Oh, I thought you grew like up in... Right in the Highland Park area. Oh, well. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. 
Plano is not near Highland Park. I didn't Park. live in Plano, trust me. <laughs> McKinney is not near Highland Park. I didn't Highland live Park. there either. Hey, when I was growing up, McKinney wasn't what McKinney is today. It wasn't anything. It was just like land. Okay. didn't even have Frisco. Fr- I was going to say Frisco. Now is- it has one of the nicest high school stadiums oh, well, man. in the state of Texas. <laughs> right? Does it ever. Right. Well, there you go. There's right. a little, uh, let's follow Michaela as she... Gets ready this next week. I'll keep you updated on how she does it. That'd be week. great. That'd be awesome. All right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Bye, Tom. I've have missed a, you. Have a good day. Have a good day. All right. Uh, let's see. It is 829. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We are presented by Alan Samuels and brought to you in part by Morrison's Gifts. You know, in, in, I guess we, we need to check and see if Morrison's is open today. I, I bet they are. I bet Sally and, and Mark and everybody's ready to rock and roll over at Morrison's Gifts today. Uh, they're at uh, 4308 West Waco Drive. Look, it's your gift store headquarters for birthday gifts, anniversary gifts, Christmas gifts, how, uh, Valentine's Day gifts, which is coming up, by the way, guys, or just because gifts. You can do that over at at Morrison's Gifts. I mean, they've got a they've got thousands and thousands and millions of different products that uh, that you could choose from at Morrison's Gifts. Again, uh stuff like John Hart leather goods, big old key rings, uh candles, jewelry and all that kind of stuff. It in when I say stuff, I mean uh, all kinds of things. I mean, I bought some popcorn or something in there the uh a few days not a few days ago, but a few a few weeks ago. Uh, it, it just all kinds of good stuff. It, was it caramel popcorn? I think, I think it was, uh, but you know, look, if you want some Waco memorabilia, they've got it there. They've got all kinds of stuff there. Great gifts. They'll wrap it for you because guys, we all love to rap, don't we? Uh, and I'm not talking about making up a song. I'm talking about wrapping the gift and they'll do it for you. Free gift wrapping over at Morrison's gifts. Go by and see them today. They're a Baylor alumni owned business. They're in that, uh, the shopping center, the Brazos square center next to Jason's deli. Check them out. 4308 West Waco drive. We're talking about Morrison's gifts. Scott Drew and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back in action Saturday in the Farrell Center hosting Texas Tech. 11.30 a.m. for the countdown to tip-off. High noon tip-off Saturday. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Right here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Konica Minolta, Canon, Kyocera, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is with an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 85. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or UBEO.com. 
In Cummins Bank wants you to be the first to know about our newest rewards checking account, Mars Rewards. Mars Rewards goes beyond any other debit card-based rewards program by giving you exponential earning potential. We even reward you when your referred friends open a Mars Rewards account and use their debit card. Open your Mars Reward checking account, use your debit card, and get paid. Visit InCommonsBank.com Mars to view complete account requirements and open your free Mars Rewards checking account today. InCommons Bank, member FDIC. ESPN Central Texas is your home for game time. The John Moore Show and the Matt Mosley Show. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Sarah Andrews' 23 points led Baylor to a 77-73 win over Kansas. That improves the Bears' record to 15-6, 6-3 in Big 12 play. A game and a half behind Texas, who beat West Virginia, and just a half game behind Oklahoma and Iowa State after the 12-ranked Cyclones lost to Kansas State 78-77. McLennan center fielder Ty Johnson has been named the conference player of the week for the first week of the season. He hit 500 over the weekend against Navarro with four doubles and five RBI. McLennan softball also has the conference player of the week in Riley Rutherford. She blasted two home runs and collected five RBI in the team's season opening tournament. Tom Brady says he's officially retiring from the NFL. The announcement comes one year to the day when he first announced his retirement only to change his mind 40 days later. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's talk sports with Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune Herald on ESPN Central Texas. All right, take 35. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, and we welcome into the program Bryce Cherry from the Waco Tribune Herald. Bryce, good morning. How are we this morning? Uh, Just fine. How are y'all? Terrific. Uh, Great day. Or or a day that ends in Y. I mean, you know. That's one way to describe it. Uh, (laughs) Certainly, uh, you know, it it may be great if we have some uh, actual sports to go to. Yeah. Could be the case. You had a game last night to go to, right? That's true. That's true. And, uh, you know, it was uh, a pretty slim crowd, which I understood. But, uh, you know, it was a game. So, yeah, I mean, and honestly, it was a a good performance for Baylor. Uh, Certainly got it going in the second half. Um, And let me just have a moment to appreciate Sarah Andrews because – I tell you, she, you know, when their offense is kind of bogged down sometimes, she's a player that, um, I mean, she can just create shots. And her step back is is just wicked. I mean, she just, 
uh, creates such space with, you know, with her step back dribble and, and is able to get up a shot. And I thought in the first half that was big. She had nine points in the first half, 20, 22 for the game. Um, and, you know, I just, I just kind of thought when, when their offense was sort of stagnant and not really doing much in the first half, she was really big and able to, you know, get them a lead, you know, at halftime. And then, you know, second half, they come out and they hit their first seven shots of the half. And you're like, Oh wow. Offense. (laughs) This is what this looks like. Uh, So, you know, they're, they are a streaky team. There's no question about it, but uh, that was a good win for Baylor. Bryce, have you gotten any word? You mentioned maybe some games tonight. Have you gotten any word on how they're going to make up the games, especially on the girls' side where they're coming down to the end of district play? I know some teams are talking about playing on uh, Monday. Um, so, I mean, that's part of uh, the contingency plan, I guess. Um, and then I, I guess you'd have, you know, uh, a three-game week in, in some cases, which um, – you know, that's uh, different, but um, yeah, I know, you know, the, the plan was to, to try to get games in uh, Thursday and Friday. So, I mean, basically some teams are going to have some, some back-to-backs, um, you know, there's a lot uh, still in motion. <laughs> um, I've, you know, I can't begin to tell you the number of text messages and stuff I've had from coaches this week where it's like, uh, no, we're doing this instead, you know? Um, and, and that's been the case with, uh, obviously signing day ceremonies as well. Um, where, you know, yesterday was national signing day, but you know, all the schools were out. Um, so really nobody held any signing day ceremonies around, around here anyway. Um, and so, you know, now you've got them, you got some today, tomorrow, Monday, next Wednesday. I mean, so it's become, uh, which it's it's always been this way uh, that that National Signing Day is the start of the signing period. Well, uh, it definitely is this year. Bryce, the uh, Big Twelve presidents and athletic directors are starting some meetings. I think today up in uh, up in the Metroplex. Gonzaga and basketballs on on the table. Uh, where do you think these meetings are going after after uh, they uh, they get rolling today and tomorrow with uh, with these meetings? I mean, is 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 expansion still on the table, possibly with 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 the Pac twelve and football? I mean, uh, I think everyone still remembers what Brett Yormark said last summer. Uh, at Big 12 media days when he was like, the Big 12 is open for business. You know, <laughs> I mean, that was that was the quote that uh, kind of lingered from, from, you know, his opening remarks. Uh, you know, we'll see. I, I mean, obviously, you're in a pretty good place with, with 12 teams. Um, and, you know, obviously, uh, you know, you're going to have 14 for just a little while, while Texas know you are still around. Um, is expansion still on the table? I'm sure it'll be talked about. Um, but the thing about it is, um, you know, I think you have to be sort of judicious in who you add, you know, I mean, just don't add to add. I mean, um, you know, I, I realize there's strength in numbers, but at the same time, 
just adding numbers, uh, it means you uh, have to divvy up the pot, um, you know, among more teams and all that kind of thing. So, um, you know, like all along, I think just from a fan standpoint, a lot of people would say, oh, well, why don't, why don't they just add SMU? You know, they're right here and, you know, they're in Texas, they're in Dallas. I mean, Big 12 headquarters is up there, yada, yada, yada. And I think all along, um, you know, Big 12 uh, athletic directors have said, you know, we feel like we already own the Dallas market. We don't really need SMU. I mean, so that's what I mean about sort of being selective about who, you know, you might acquire in, in expansion. So I'm sure it'll be a topic of discussion. Um, you know, you mentioned the Gonzaga thing that that's, you know, come up before and um, certainly is an interesting option, you know, considering they would be a <clears throat> basketball only school. It would certainly, um, you know, only add to the big 12's reputation as the best basketball conference in America. Um and it would be, you know, it would be a worthy addition. It just would be a little different. I mean, obviously having having a school that, you know, doesn't have football. Bears get eight home games with the Big 12 schedule being announced this week. How much does that lean toward them having a, a bigger opportunity with those eight home games? Certainly, uh, I think it, it helps them. I mean, no question. I mean, you're talking about a school record number of home games. It's uh, it's kind of mind-boggling. I mean, you know, you basically you're are at home a whole month, but you know, before the uh, before you ever play on the road, um, you know, it 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 definitely helps. I thought last year the schedule broke the other direction, you know, and and Baylor, you know, wasn't as good. Now, actually, uh, you know. there's a lot more that goes into it than just the schedule. I mean, uh, you know, when you have a good team, you're able to play on the road and win on the road and that kind of thing. And the the weird thing about last year was some of the games that we thought would be tough on the road, you know, weren't as, as tough. I mean, you know, they, or, or, you know, they won them. I mean, you know, they, they won at Ludwig, they won at uh, OU. So, you know, Uh, you have to see how these teams are going to play out, but um, you know, there was teams that we we didn't realize were going to be as good as they were like Kansas and and K state. But um, I do feel like, you know, Baylor has an opportunity to, you know, to obviously get some momentum going at home and just to be better. I mean, they were, they were very up and down this past year. Um, you know, the six and seven record will reflect that, but, uh, but, you know, just watching them reflects that, you know, I mean, they, we didn't really know which team was going to show up from week to week. So, uh, what I would like to see from this Baylor team, you know, this coming year is just a little bit more leadership, uh, maybe among some of the, the veteran guys, that was such a hallmark of the, the team, you know, the year before that, the big 12 championship team on the sugar bowl. So, um, you know, you need some some veteran leaders, and they had some, but I just don't feel like they had enough. And that's a great point, and it can't be artificial. It has to be natural. Uh, why do you think that was? I mean, just, you know, I, I didn't know we were going to go digging around in last year's football team, but it's fun. Uh, why why do you think that was? Because you, you're a 1,000% correct. It was 
you know, they had some leadership, but clearly not everything that they needed in that locker room. Yeah, you know, uh, so I was doing an interview with Terry Crawford out at Abbott recently for mm-hmm. Super Syntec team, and and he said something that I've heard other coaches say, but something about um, basically as as football coaches, you know, the one thing that drives us crazy that we can't control, we want to control it, is chemistry. Uh, and, you know, it, you're right. It's It has to be organic. It has to just come naturally. And I think in Baylor's case, uh, it basically they had some guys that probably weren't as vocal, weren't, uh, that's just wasn't their personality. Um, you know, they, they needed more goading, more spurring, you know, along in that regard. I think you had some of those guys, you know, you always do. I felt like Dylan Doyle was uh, an incredible leader for that team. And, you know, um, is a guy I could definitely see as a football coach someday. <laughs> I mean, he just, he's so intelligent and so, and just totally gets the game. But, um, and, and son of a coach, I mean, you see that a lot with, uh, with that, but, um, so, you know, we'll see how that happens and plays out with this year's team. I mean, you know, it's hard to know the personalities of the locker room without being in the locker room. I mean, we get to talk to these guys, you know, once every now and then. And so you get to know them a little bit, but, um, you know, it's hard to really know, you know, the, the personality, the pulse of that locker room, but, um, but certainly they need they need some more vocal guys. They need some guys uh, that uh, are going to make some plays and and then just you know say hey man you know they're gonna they're gonna essentially inspire other guys to do the same. All right, uh, final thoughts. Second half of the uh, conference race for uh, for Nikki Collins' team is uh, is going to get underway Saturday in uh, in Ames. What what does this team need to look like? for you uh, to feel good about them at the end of the year going into the conference tournament and into the NCAA tournament? Man, great question. Uh, I, I think the biggest thing for, for Baylor, uh, for Dickie Collins' team, is they're going to have to play consistently very good to elite defense to, to give themselves a chance you know, to win every time out. Um, and they've had some runs of that this year. Like to me, that three and O start to the big 12 was pretty impressive. Just two of those three wins came on the road over ranked teams. Now Kansas has since, you know, tumbled out of the top 25 Baylor basically kind of ignited, uh, you know, a downfall for, for Kansas when they beat them. But, um, you know, that, that little run, they were, you know, they were holding teams, not just under like 40%, but like a lot of times under 30% shooting and, you know, really engaged and talking and, and all of that. And the reason I say, you know, that's so important with this team is they're not going to change who they are as shooters. Okay. They are a streak shooting team. I mean, you know, they are capable of uh, obviously hot moments like the start of that third quarter yesterday, hitting seven in a row. And, and certainly you can work to get better shots, but 
you know, in terms of their outside shooting and they, you know, they shoot about as many outside shots as, you know, everyone else nowadays, uh, you know, they're, they're going to hit and miss. I mean, they're just not, um, you know, a high percentage shooting team. So, you know, if you're, if you're not that team, you're going to have to get after it defensively essentially to keep yourself in games and give yourself a chance to, you know, hit some shots late, you know, when it really matters. So, um, you know, I, I, I still like the makeup of their team. I still think they're probably, you know, a top 25 team when they're, when they're playing right. Um, and, they'll, and they'll have a chance to get back in, but, um, but yeah, I mean, they've got to, they've got to, it's got to start on defense for that team. And, um, I, I also like the way their freshmen have, you know, contributed. That was never really the plan for Nikki Collins. She thought she would have two all SEC front court players, you know, on this team and, and Drayana Edwards and Asia Blackwell. Well, for, you know, one reason or another, Asia with injuries, Drayana, you know, not being eligible because of a transfer waiver situation. Um, they just haven't had those players. So uh, Bella Fontelroy, Dariana Littlepage Bugs, they both played a lot more minutes uh, than than Nikki Collin ever expected, but I, that's probably going to pay off in the long run, certainly over the next few years. Bryce, what do you got for us uh, this weekend in the uh, in the Waco trip? Obviously, we're covering you know whatever games are happening, you know as much as we can, and um, uh, let's see what else. Uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. You just game coverage, and um, you know, I guess uh, who the men have this week? They have Saturday. Texas Tech on Saturday. Yeah, Texas Tech on Saturday. So Johnny will be on that one. I'll be following the women from Ames. We've got uh, oh, and then signings. You know, that's the other thing yeah. we're going to. Uh, so Midway has some today. There's several schools holding them tomorrow. And then Monday, it starts anew. And then, like I said, next Wednesday, there's a few signing ceremonies. So we're kind of – we got a plan on that in terms of, uh, you know, trying to hit as many of those as we can. There you go. Hey, Bryce, thanks. We'll talk to you again next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Bryce Cherry, the Waco Trib. It's uh, 8.52. This is game time. Recently on Game Time. From the CNC Collision Center text line, Trumpy says if Tom was a wrestler, not wrestler, wrestler, uh, instead of Nacho Libre, would he be Nacho Grande? <laughs> <laughs> Just might. What's happening this morning? First, I want to have a snow day where we're snowed in and then go straight into summer. You're not going to have a snow day. Yes, we are. Ryan thinks we are. February. Ryan is calling February. What's happening? Game Time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. The holidays just ended, but guess what? Valentine's Day is fast upon us. Morrison's Gifts has the gifts you need to make this Valentine's the best ever. At Morrison's, you'll find the best gifts, John Hart and Consuelo bags, totes and accessories, bath and body lotions and soaps, candles, inspirational gifts, and many other gifts that say I love you. As always, free gift wrapping, local delivery and shipping anywhere. Morrison's Gifts, next to Jason's Deli at the corner of Waco Drive in Valley Mills, a Baylor alumni-owned business. 
Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. Why is your eye twitching? Because my lashes are bothering me. Then why do you wear them? Because they look good. They do? And if you want your house to look good. But what about the ones where the people look like they've got those big, like, umbrellas on their face? We'll take umbrella lashes, too, if you need foundation repair. So give us a call. I ain't got nothing to say. I'm still thinking about that last lady that had the wind blew her down the road. (laughs) That's where she ran into the car. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at pioneerboys.com. Time for the grab bag on game time. All right, 856. This just in on the CNC Collision Center. Text line Robinson and Salado will play uh, from Tuesday. We'll play tonight in Robinson. So there you go. Uh, any 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 breaking news for us, Ward, as we head out the door? Anything that we need to talk about? Or are we ready to go for tomorrow morning? I think we're ready. All right. John's at three. Matt's at four. For Ward and for Ryan, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.